Hi, and welcome to Belated Binge, The Office. I'm Zach, your host, revisiting some of the most iconic series in recent memory that I nearly missed out on, like The Office, which I didn't watch until like five years after the last episode aired on TV. And it had to have at least been a year of all my coworkers saying it was the best thing to watch. Uh, now it's been a few years since I've seen it, and I've never seen the Superfan Edition, so that's what we're going through now. Today, we are wrapping up Season 1 with Episode 6, Hot Girl. Jim is the star, and Hot Girl, there's a purse lady who Michael wants to sleep with, so he lets her sell purses in the conference room. She's kind of a hotter version of Pam, and naturally, instead of Michael getting to sleep with her, Jim does. Well, he gives her a ride home. And we're left to wonder what happened next, but spoiler for next season, they'll, the, it's going to be a thing. The Belated Binge Podcast. Before we get into it, there will be spoilers. This series wrapped up in 2013. If you haven't seen it by now, you're later than I was. There will also be adult language. Use earbuds if needed. Shout out to the bonus binge squad of Alex and Katie. Four. Your own shoutouts and access to bonus episodes. Join patreon.com slash belated binge. Link in the show notes. Hot Girl, episode six, which will kick off with Scott's thoughts. Brief words of wisdom from the mind of Michael Scott. Probably. To truly understand what women want, you should pester them until they cave and give in to what you want. Then you know what they really want is you. We open up with Michael on the phone with Jan, and he's apparently been ignoring her, and she's talking about an incentive program to increase sales. He's allowed to offer a prize up to $1,000 to um, the top-selling salesperson, and Michael wants to get the prize because it's Michael. Uh, He does get to pick what the prize is, though, so that's cool. And then we get this random girl, Kate, that walks in trying to sell purses. She immediately starts pitching to Pam and Angela, and she's really heavy salesy, like right out of the gate. She's really pushy, um, kind of the, the the stereotype of what a, a I guess, door-to-door purse salesperson would be. Um, they can't even get a word in with this chick. It, it's, it's, it's strong, and I'd forgotten it, to be honest. Um, Pam's trying to send her away by saying no soliciting, and and all of that and now we've got now we've got michael doing his talking head and dwight's in the room and he's you know talking about the prize and he's like you know what motivates people and dwight just immediately goes sex it's like yeah well you you can't offer that for a thousand dollars to a top salesperson that would make for an interesting episode Anyway, Pam asks, and Michael says no to vendors. The the purse lady can't set up in the conference room, and then Michael sees the purse lady and immediately decides that he wants to talk to her. And he calls her the new improved Pam. He lets her stay in the conference room, and um, and then we get a talking head. Apparently, Michael likes magazines. I don't know why that was in there. Uh, Michael's also very awkwardly trying to get her something. And he's like, anything I, I can get you, I can get you all these things, I can get you, give you these things, I, I, and she's like, coffee, can you give me some coffee, that would be great, and, you know, all this uncon- uncomfortable pestering has led her to cave and just ask for some coffee, and Michael gets emotional over Starbucks, it's really cringy, and she's already <laughs> regretting the decision to be in this office, I have no doubt, uh, so Kevin asks Pam if she's jealous of the other girl, uh, she says, no, he, he says, she's prettier than you, though. And 
Pam calls him out for being very rude. And now we've got HR meeting in the hallway because the conference room has been taken. And Kelly is really vocal and professional in that meeting that's happening in the hallway. And that definitely does not stick for that character. Uh, She's not even in HR. Anyway, uh, so Kevin and Dwight are like drooling over this purse girl, Kate. And they're trying to debate whether she's local to Scranton. And Dwight says, no, if she was local, he'd have her a long time ago. She must be foreign-born, Western European. And it's like, what in the fuck am I watching at this point? Um, And we go into Dwight's little like talking head thing where he says that she's perfect for him. Straight teeth, you know, attractive, whatever, particularly her breasts. Not for him, but for his children, because shrewds make thirsty babies, which is pure Dwight. Um, and he takes his glasses off to go in, and he starts manhandling one of these purses and starts talking about reptiles and, like, tries to show her his belt. He's pulled his shirt up. It's so, so awkward. Um, and Michael interrupts all of this, and he tries to make Dwight seem less attractive than himself. And he brings Kate the coffee that she asked for and just insists on taking her around the office and showing her around like she gives a damn. And she had, like, I feel for for this woman. She had no idea what she was getting into when she stumbled into this particular office. And, and he makes Ryan babysit the purses, which is weird. And now... Um, Dwight gets her, his like perfect girl talking head and he describes this backstory of an anime character. Of course, of course it is. Uh, so now Michael, he's talking about how much the branch made in sales and like his, and he, there's, yeah, it's not, it's not like we're all millionaires. I'm the closest. And it's like, what? You're the closest to being a millionaire amongst a room of not millionaires? Oh, this is rough. And borderline harassment, I think. Um, He makes an Oscar the Grouch joke. She calls him on how it's not original and not funny and whatever. And Pam says she's actually a fan of having Katie around uh, so that Michael has someone else to bug the shit out of, apparently. Uh, And I noticed in the episode, it it seems like they kind of go, they kind of, they take the liberty of going from Kate to Katie quickly when they don't really know this girl, but whatever. Um, Ryan, we get a quick cut to Ryan selling Kelly a purse, which is hysterical because he's like, I was supposed to be installing this something on the computers and now I'm standing here in the with all these purses and I am selling them apparently. Uh, and now... Uh, Toby is they Michael winds up in HR at Toby's desk and Toby and Katie actually have something in common and they actually start to talk to each other like human beings and Michael has to immediately jump in to interrupt talking about how Toby's divorced and how there's kids and it's messy and he had to sleep in his car and it's like Michael is just the worst uh and he has this talking head of like no office romances ironic and then he's like, I got another rule, Nike, just do it. It's, I don't know. I you, I think you've gotten the gist that I'm not a fan of Michael in these episodes. Um, and now, now we've got lunchtime. And this one's funny. Uh, Roy asks Jim about the purse girl. And uh, my first thought is, why are they eating together? Like, 
Roy and Jim and Pam together, like, I, one, I think Jim tries to avoid Roy and Pam together as much as possible, and Roy can't stand Jim, so, like, why? I I don't know. I guess so that we can have this scene, because it's really funny, because uh, Jim says that she's not really his type, and Roy's like, you know, are you, are you, I'll clean it up, are you homosexual? And Jim says, no, I, I don't think so, and Kevin asks him what his type actually is, and, of course, Jim looks immediately to Pam, and then says, moms, you know, soccer moms, single moms, NASCAR moms, and it's, it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant, this next bit is just hysterical, Kev goes, stay away from my mom, and Jim's response is, too late, Kev, it's great, and, and then Roy goes into saying he'd, he'd be all over that if he wasn't dating Pam, in front of Pam, Again, Roy sucks. Uh, Michael sucks. Roy sucks. They These two suck. And, well, Michael sucks in the early episodes. Roy sucks in, like, almost all the episodes. Uh, so Pam and Jim are, are, are good buddies, <laughs> apparently. And Jim's like, I'm, I'm kind of her go-to guy for work and, and, and Roy, her, her only two problems. Go figure. Uh, Jim tries to get Dwight to go for the purse girl, which is, it's like a really, really hilarious wingman who's setting you up for failure, uh, and he, he convinces him to buy a purse if you run out of shit to talk about, and he's just being the best hype man ever, and now Dwight goes for it, and Jim and Pam are faking the conversation while they watch this just monstrosity taking place in the conference room. Dwight's like beating the shit out of the purses and and it's like it's sad. Um and and Pam asks Jim about Michael's chances with her because uh she knows Michael's into him and he says, you know, not good. Not good. He's he's losing his hair. He's got Mamba number five as a ringtone and by this point, Dwight has bought a purse, and it's it's just great. So good. I feel like that's what this podcast is going to turn into, just me saying, like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's so funny. This is just so funny. At some point, I'm not even going to recap the episodes. It's just going to be season three, episode four of The Office. It's so funny. Episode six. It's funny. And that's going to be your podcast. So anyways, Michael interrupts Pam and Katie, who are in the middle of actually getting to know each other a little bit, in, at least in the way that you would if you're about to buy something from somebody and uh, and it's not a super pushy thing, I guess, like it would have been early on. Uh, but he sends Pam away, and he shows the you know purse girl Katie the Starbucks digital barista that he bought for $1,000, and he immediately offers it to her. Like, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. But it's the prize. It's the prize incentive for the uh, for the top salesperson. <laughs> then he starts talking. He starts talking about caffeine and coffee, and he re- references Dunder Mifflin in, like, the 80s, where apparently they used to do Coke and sell paper. That's the spinoff, you, like, prequel series you didn't know you needed. Do you know you need it now? <laughs> uh, Michael really wants to give this girl a ride home. He's badgering the shit out of her about it when her ride uh, cancels on her. And, like, what? She needs a ride? She's got all these purses and somebody gave her a ride? Like, okay. Sure. I'm sure that happens a lot. Uh, and she finally caves because 
he's she's probably thinking this guy's gonna murder me in my sleep if I don't let him you know take you know give me a ride home and he's like super proud of himself he in his mind she has just agreed to like a, a lavish date scenario that is surely to close the deal later on like he is giddy as all he- as all hell and he's like you know, girls like me because I'm a bad boy, mystery and handsome and, and comedy because I'm, you know, I'm so funny and, and that's why women are attracted to me. And again, Michael is clueless, not self-aware, and he's an idiot. Uh, Dwight really, really thinks that the mute key, meet cute, sorry, with, uh, with the purse girl went really well and... Jim gets him to start filling up the purse, which is a mini briefcase, okay? And Dwight wears it, and it's great. Now it's Kevin's turn. Why? I don't know. But we had to have Kevin hitting on the the purse girl and asked if she's into Steve Miller. She's not, because he's in a Steve Miller tribute band. She's not. And now Dwight is asking Michael's permission to ask out Katie? I don't know why, but now Michael says he's giving her a ride home later, and, and it they go into this dialogue that's... It is ridiculous, extremely blown out of proportion, a conversation that absolutely happens between dudes in circles sometimes. And it's the dibs. That's what it is. That's what guys call it. It's the dibs. When... You know, a group of guys or a couple of guys see a girl one of them likes, they, they'll, they'll try to call dibs as if that, that girl is, you know, that woman, that person is somehow, like, property that they get to claim. I don't know, maybe there's a tax break for it or whatever, but really all it is is they – let me, let me let you in on a secret here. Um, no matter who you are. Generally speaking, someone who sees a person who they are attracted to and they want to try to initiate a relationship out of thin air, because that's what we're doing in the dating scene, right? Like, that's pretty much what you're going for. You're trying to, you know, initiate a conversation with somebody who you might end up fucking, like, married to or whatever, or just stop it fucking. Whatever you're trying to accomplish. Um, and it takes a little bit of psyching yourself up and, and like getting your plan in action and, and like getting the confidence to walk over there and start talking to that person. And so what guys will do is they'll use this like dibs thing to make sure that the other dude doesn't go first and like ruin your shot because you're too busy trying to like get the confidence to go over there yourself. You don't want your own buddies swooping in first and you know closing the deal when you didn't even have a chance to try that's what dibs is all about it's not nearly as possessive as what it sounds like but it's also kind of douchey in some ways uh it, like well in a lot of ways but um in in the way that they're trying to play out here with dwight and michael it's like it's like the super douchey version it's where you know dwight's like Oh no, I really wanted I really wanted to like her. Do you like her? Oh no, we can't both like her. Why would you do this to me? This is your fault. Ugh. Is that all it is? Like do you love her? Is it just going to be a ride home and it's like okay, you both just met this chick. Uh she doesn't want to sleep with either of you and you're fighting with each other 
overly dramatically about, again, dibs. And it's ridiculous. Uh, Stanley buys a purse, which is cool. And he's not happy that Michael's using the incentive prize to make coffee for the purse girl. And (laughs) Jim is relentless with Dwight in this episode, and it's really good. He waits until Dwight is in the in the kitchen or whatever looking like opening the fridge and he goes hey Dwight I need your stapler and Dwight's like it's in my purse and it's oh my gosh it's so good Angela and Stanley just like look at each other like what just happened and it's genius Um, now Michael wants to ask Pam about what girls her age think about futons I guess and Jim and Pam have a good laugh about that one Roy walks up Pam's cold to him, and then they basically start dry-humping on Jim's desk. Again, I'm not really sure what's going on with Pam in a couple episodes here. She's, like, weirdly susceptible to very inappropriate borderline sexual behavior with Roy in the workplace. Like, I don't... I don't feel like this is a part of the character that sticks around very long regardless of um their her uh her relationship status at any point in time or who it could be like i feel like she doesn't do this very long um but she does have the little talking head thing that uh, talking about how she does hope that jim finds someone because you know she's engaged uh angela uh (laughs) apparently angela likes to touch things while she's shopping and dwight really wants to talk to katie in private to ask her out and she shuts him down just immediately, and his soul is crushed, and she goes right back to selling Angela on purses, and Angela likes gray, which seems about right. And again, I revert back to the previous episode where I was like, how are Dwight and Angela sleeping together? This is this is the moment that should have told me they weren't just yet. Anyway, Dwight's perfect date is a physical altercation, apparently. Uh, that includes ninjas and apparently murdering his date, which is awesome. Way to go, Dwight. Uh, Glad that Katie was able to miss out on that date. Um, Michael asks Ryan to clean his car as a special project for that special ride home. And at this point, Jim, you kind of, you see the camera hit him and he's just like, you know what, fuck it. And he just walks in and he starts casually starting up a conversation with her. And she's down for it immediately. She's been apparently eyeballing him since she got there. And Jim's line is to learn about purses and not be sold one. She's giggling and he's in that. And we knew this is where it was headed, right? Like, you know, we had to set up that conflict, the new and improved, better, hotter version of Pam Jim gets instead of Pam when, you know, Pam is, but whatever. Uh, but we cut to Michael and and Ryan cleaning out the car, and how many how many fillet of fish did he eat? And Michael has no clue of any of the bands that Ryan's talking about when he want, asks Ryan to get him some hip uh, music for young people. It's ugh, it's 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 actually it's really good. I I mentioned uh, I I've mentioned that like Ryan isn't my favorite character in this show, but this is this is really really good. Uh, and Pam's bored, so uh, she asks, you know, what's Jim doing this weekend? And Jim says he's gonna go see Katie this weekend. And she's like, oh, 
well, what are you going to do? And he's like, you know, I, dinner, drinks, maybe a movie, get matching tattoos, and it's it's great. Uh, apparently Pam's going to help Roy's cousin move. And it got awkward quickly. And Pam just figured out she's jealous. So now Michael's clueless about his computer. He's really into maps all of a sudden, and I assume this has to do with the ride home that he's giving Katie, he or he thinks... Um, Dwight gives Kelly the purse, which is cool. Um, we, the camera catches Pam like dolling herself up a little bit because she's jealous. Uh, and now everybody's leaving work. And Jim and Katie are going out for a drink. Michael's not actually giving her a ride home. And he's devastated. And Jim is actually smooth. And Pam is shook. And we end the episode with uh, Michael doing uh, a talking head about not being into one-night stands anyways. He chooses his employees or something. And and then a bunch of Michael head Michael talking heads that are just random, that are all like cut together uh, to, to close everything out. And that's that's the episode. That's Hot Girl. Uh, and that's that's it. So I guess uh, I guess we should jump quick into super fan or super fraud um where i try to guess what was extra for the super fan version and you get to make fun of me for getting it wrong and the hallway meeting for hr that was definitely not in it um ryan selling kelly a purse i don't think was in it um dwight giving kelly the purse i don't think that was in it uh, and i think that michael's ending talking heads i think a lot of those were just extra that they threw in here uh i'm guessing that they just picked one further original like show and they um they threw some some of the other ones that they just thought were kind of good and funny into this super fan version so that's it that's uh and this is a good one i i do um i do like this episode while i don't understand the practice of a door-to-door purse seller setting up shop inside of a business for a whole day necessarily Uh, i guess it works you catch people walking around and they're at least employed, so they might buy something for you. I don't know. Um, but it seems like maybe eight hours in one tiny office with like 12 employees might be a little overkill. But we did get to see some really good scenes, so uh, it was worth it. The lunch scene with Jim saying he's into moms, pure gold. Jim talking Dwight into asking the purse girl out and buying a purse, awesome. Jim and Pam doing that voiceover of Dwight in the act, it's yeah, it it's basically it's a shining gym episode. <laughs> like I said in the in the intro, uh this is this is a good this is a really good gym episode. Uh Michael's super annoying, but of course he's Michael, so he's supposed to be uh he's actually downright creepy at, at times, which again kind of fits particularly this early Michael version that we're having to watch. Um but I'm glad that he does evolve as a character later in the show. I've said that about 100 times already. Um He's just not even likable. You can't really root for him yet. Um, but that's it. That's the whole first season. Uh, I can't believe it went that fast. But at this point, they didn't even know if the show was even going to work. Uh, and it turned into an absolute classic. And uh, I can't wait to get to that part on this podcast. But all in all, um, I'm a fan of Hot Girl. This is a this is a good episode. Uh, so before we go, let's let's go ahead and rewrite The Office. For episode 6, Hot Girl, what if Jim never asked out Katie, the purse girl? 
This question will be shared on social media. You can follow at Belated Binge across TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, There's also an exclusive Facebook group for listeners of the podcast, and the best responses that I receive will be included in a future episode of the podcast. So let me know your thoughts. Give me your best like alternate universe ideas from these little uh, questions of of changing you know a little something in each of the episodes and how that plays out. If you enjoyed this uh, episode, re-binging the Office Superfan Edition, give me a follow. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Uh, I'd also love it if you would check out the other binges that I have going on on the feed uh, with the Harry Potter books as well as Sons of Anarchy. Visit belatedbinge.com to find links to everything. Or you can even leave a voicemail with your own thoughts on, well, any of it. Uh, And check out patreon.com slash belatedbinge for bonus episodes and other benefits as well. Thank you so much for listening and telling all your friends how cool they could be too if they listen to Belated Binge, The Office.